0: It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas.
2: Yo, welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast, episode 71. This is a podcast for fans, by fans, like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Joined again tonight by just one of the Stevens, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox, on the Twitter bird, at the Knoxes says, says, says. Sorry, Ooh. my echo got stuck. Soupy, what's up?
1: <laughs> we better uh, figure out a way to get a win. I'm starting to get real nervous. Like I felt league. a couple weeks ago, I felt real comfortable. Felt like, yeah, all right, I'm going to be in the playoffs. Not feeling so hot right now.
2: We don't watch out. Both of us are going to end up uh, rooting for the Packers.
1: No, I'm not rooting for them ever. More rooting for you guys. End up 9-7 and seven and steal a playoff spot from us again. Maybe we can get a tie for you guys.
2: Jesus. They tie this week? I'm done.
1: I- I'm out. Yeah, I'm I'm all done with this podcast, if they tie, because I just said that. You'll have no Stevens left.
2: (laughs) Uh, Can you imagine me talking to myself for 60 minutes? That would be great.
1: I've heard it. (laughs) I got a recording somewhere.
2: (laughs) If that is ever to be released, I will put it on this feed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, soup. Let's just go ahead and hop into the first segment then. Let's check out the updated playoff picture. Powerhouse, yeah, they building up the dream scene. Sleeper teams keep trucking. Watch out for the 16. Playoff picture clearing up. Unlike Steven's eyes.
1: Picture. Can, say, can, oh, we, picture. can we get a uh, a drop for that? Alright,
2: soup. all kinds of movement in the Updated playoff picture this week. New one seeds in both conferences. Starting the AFC, the Ravens are now the one seed with the Patriots the two seed. Both teams are ten and two. Baltimore obviously head to head tiebreaker. Yes, sir. Uh,
1: it's uh, I mean, we we knew it at that. You know, any given week at that point with the uh, Ravens only with two losses, that all that had to happen was the Patriots to slip up and. The Ravens, uh, you know, hold on, and it's theirs now. Could be home field through Baltimore if uh, they get if they can take care of business these next four weeks.
2: I think what was impressive is that the Ravens went through the Patriots and the Niners. Both were the one seeds in their conferences at that time. <coughs> Projected one seeds, I should say. Uh, so that was cool. They're cool. They're great. Lamar's the man. Moving on to what would be the wild card round, the third seed is the Houston Texans at eight and four. Uh, the fourth seed is the Chiefs at eight and four, leading their divisions. Your two wild card teams, Buffalo at nine and three, guys, they could make a play for the AFC East. It is possible. They do have a game against the Patriots left, and then the Steelers are holding on to the last spot at seven and five. So that would look like Texans hosting Steelers, Chiefs hosting Bills. That doesn't seem like it would be a very fun wildcard weekend.
1: Tell you what will be fun though. How about those wildcard Bills hosting the Ravens this week?
2: Mm. One of those show me what you made of games.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be a huge test for Buffalo and I don't think anybody thought that they would be a playoff team. To let alone be nine and three at this point. They now have a better record than the Vikings do, so that's that's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, this is gonna be one of those are they you know are they really contenders this year? Like typically you don't wanna give the wildcard teams, you know, the benefit of the doubt. But more often than not we've seen Super Bowl teams come from those wild card positions, so or I say Super Bowl champions rather. Um
2: Giants did twice.
1: Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so it should be a real interesting matchup this week as far as the AFC is concerned. I do think that the uh, the Steelers could cement themselves a little further into that playoff picture this week as they travel to Arizona. Mm. But but let us not forget, we did talk about that the Bills have a run at the uh at the East right now. Because the Patriots host the Kansas City Chiefs, so we're getting some early playoff matchups uh, here. You know, or what should be playoff teams, matching up this week, week fourteen, should get real interesting.
2: It is because I'm looking at what Buffalo has left in their home against the Ravens, then at the Steelers, the other wild card team, at the Patriots, and home again. To end the season against the Jets. If they can sneak out a win against the Steelers and the Jets. Just give those, those two wins. If they lose this week and the Patriots lose this week. This is going to be one of those NFC East, NFC North week 16 mega matchups. It's going to be the, the AFC East on the line week 16 Bills Patriots. That's kind of exciting. That we could literally watch. Them play each other
1: for the division week sixteen. Yeah, there's so many good uh, division matchups coming up that could have huge playoff implications. Uh, come week sixteen, and that Bills Patriots game is a Saturday game. It's interesting.
2: All right, let's move on to the NFC because the new one seed is the JPP pandering to Sean's wife team of the year, the Saints. Just made that up. You like it? I do. Saints <laughs> are the one seed now. They're ten and two. The Seahawks hop in to the two seed, now lead their division ten and two. The
1: Seahawks Somehow. in the two hole.
2: So the shakeup down at the bottom puts the Packers as the three seed. The Cowboys are still the four seed. The Niners go from the one seed to the five seed in forty-eight also, hours. Ten and two, Vikings. Still hold on to the sixth seed at eight and four because everybody below them sucks. Rams, Bears, Bucks, Eagles, Panthers, still in the running, and technically those that are not mathematically eliminated, there is a way that they could win the division at seven and nine. <laughs> Anyways. Currently, we would be having the Vikings go to Green Bay and the Niners would go to Dallas. Blech. That feels like a 1995 playoff game if I've ever seen one.
1: That is exactly what that is. <laughs> but Curiosity. once again, we talk about good matchups between playoff teams coming up this week. Your wife's Saints are hosting the Niners. They're both 10-2. and Hmm. The Niners could be... It, it's really funny that you're in a situation here where the Niners, if they were to find a way to beat the Saints, could be opening up the door to allow their you know, division rival to take the one seed over. The Seahawks play the Rams, who are a playoff full team still. They're now 7-5, and five, just one game back of the Vikings. I talked about how I felt uncomfortable. That's why... I mean, in the division, the Vikings pretty much didn't have a, a fault that they could make, you know, as far as them trying to win that division. Um, you're already down, you know, a game to the Packers because you lost to them. Um, you also lost to the Bears, so your division record isn't great unless, you know, somehow the Packers find a way to, you know, fumble that up in these last couple of weeks. Um, so you really have, you know, (laughs) very thin margin for error at this point. You have another division game this week playing the Lions, the Vikings do. Obviously, they're playing the Packers week 16. They also play the Bears week 17. But I mean, they could be in a position here where if they were to lose two games out of these next four, you know, they're playing golf early this year. I mean, even the Again. Bears, even the Bears, they've 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 like arisen from the dead. They're now six and six, playing the Cowboys. This Showing week. a pulse. Yeah,
2: let's not- go Bears, Mitchie, football. I think one thing we should <clears throat> mention as well is Seattle is the two seed, but the Niners take the wild card. They're still both. 10 and 2. They literally play each other week 17. We could actually have that week 17 game be like for the one seed potentially, and the other one would get the wild card. The Niners have kind of a tough sled to use against the non Snowy Hill (laughs) at the Saints versus the Falcons, who you never know who's going to show up in that game. They could come out and blow your doors off, or they could suck. Who knows? And then, same with the Rams at the Rams. And they end the season at Seattle. So they those are going to be four tough games. I mean, the Falcons are 3 and 9 or whatever. They're not that great, but they're they're still going to be competitive, and if you let them get on you, they will.
1: Yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's it's at that time of year where you you need to take care of your own business, you know. This is the Win first and don't worry about, you know, you don't want to get yourself in one of those scenarios where you got to win week 17 and then this team has to lose, but that team has to tie in order for you to win the tiebreaker. So just crunch time, last quarter of the season, go out there and win games.
2: Yeah. One week at a time. That's all you got to do. One game at a time. And this week, you got anything else on the playoff picture? No, no. Good. Play a picture out. We will start this little preview segment with the Washington football team coming to Green Bay
1: <laughs> to play the Packers. I get it. Like okay.
2: <laughs> Man, the Packers just need to do what they did last week and just play their football and never take your foot off their throat. Because the Washington football team is mighty feisty. And they can put points up when they are given the chance. If you don't take them seriously, they will go up on you early. They are not afraid to throw the ball up. But they will run it down your throat too. And the Packers have struggled all year against the run. That would be the only thing that would kind of scare me is Geiss going off like he did last week trying to be a two-time Steve Studd
1: presence. Not to mention the other guy that's back there in the backfield who's been a Packers killer his entire career, Mr. Adrian Peterson. Now, I'm not saying that I believe that Washington, you know, has a legitimate chance against Green Bay, but I'm just going to say that the Vikings did have a little bit of struggles against that team earlier this year, so, you know, 3-9, and nine <laughs> ha- they haven't had a great year. But you look at, like, what the Browns did the very end of the season last year, and they kind of, you know, came back alive. They're playing, you know, just, I want to say, Mr. Breton brought it up in the 7-on-7s. Seven you know, they're playing dangerously. They're just out there like, we got nothing to lose We're pulling out all the stops. So this is a scary opponent to have at this point. Even though the record doesn't indicate that they've been a good team all year long, you just don't know what to expect going into a game like this.
2: I think you're going to see a heavy dose of Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in this game. Pound the rock. Slow the game down. Give Washington football team fewer offensive opportunities. And just grind it out. Take care of business like good teams do against bad teams. Packers are just trying to keep pace. You never know. You could end up with the Packers as as much as the one seed. Mm
1: -hmm. uh, NFC is so up for grabs. That's crazy. There's a lot of really good teams. Yeah. There are some good teams that should have the potential to be better than they are or have been playing as of late. Um, I do think, like you said, the run game, very important for the Packers uh, on offense. Just because, well, you do have Josh Norman on the other side of the field, so there is somebody that can cause some issue for your passing game. And so, I don't know. I don't really know that the rest of that defense can slow him down. As far as yardage rankings uh, this season, Washington's defense is better than Green Bay's. (laughs) By about 14 yards. So, just saying, you know, there's there's always a chance.
2: You're telling me there's a chance.
1: (laughs) The biggest issue is, can Washington find a way to put points on the board? Because, I mean... We're 12 games played through the season. You know, through week 13. Everybody's played 12 games. Washington scores 14.4 points per game. Not great. Yeah.
2: No bueno.
1: This would be, this so is like the literally the equivalent of the Eagles losing to the Dolphins last week. This would be Green Bay's nightmare.
2: because new no, oh <laughs> there you go in the NFC North the Vikings although they are currently they would be the sixth seed they're only a game back so if the Packers land a trap game right here we'll go on to the next game which is the Lions at wait the Vikings Vikings at Lions right
1: no, Lions at Vikings.
2: Lions at Vikings. They're gonna play football against each other somewhere in the US. Um uh, <laughs> so, with the Vikings win, they would be tied at nine and four with the Packers, assuming the Packers had a trap game loss. Could get interesting here. How are they gonna win though? By scoring uh, touchdowns.
1: It's Yeah, that's, I mean, the position that you're in now, you know, being the Vikings is that you hope the Packers trip up somewhere, something happens, and they lose a game that you guys don't play, you know, against them, because, once again, they're going to have to have the same record coming into week 16 in order for the Vikings to have an opportunity to, you know, win that division, because they're going to have to beat the Packers when they come to Minnesota. Speaking of which, the Lions. Oh, and in week 17, the Bears. Oh, my. We've already played all of our away games in the division so far this year. So now everybody has to come play at U.S. Bank Stadium. And the Vikings will win all those games. If you want to know how they're going to win the game. (laughs) If you want to know how they're going to win the game this week. I'm just gonna go st- statistically at you real quick. The Lions' defense is 29th overall in the league in total yards allowed. They allow 398.1 yards <laughs> per game this year. <laughs> 30th in passing yards, 23 against the run. I'm I'm just saying. This offense may be beat up. Dalvin Cook. It's a big, did big earlier game. this week. Dalvin Cook said this week, "You would be good to go. This might be a good week just to rest him. I'm just saying." Alexander Madison was, you know, Mary, Mary. Uh, pretty studly there filling in. Studly, do against, right uh, against uh, Seattle. So the Vikings' offense, after I speak of the, you know, lowly Lions' defense, um, currently ranked eighth in total yards. They're 13th in the pass, 6th in the rush, 7th in points. So offense is getting up there. They're getting their shit together. They're figuring it out. And this is a defense that you should be able to attack and put up some points. Adam Thielen was a non-participant in practice again today. So looks like he's probably not going to play again this week. They had a couple. I think Riley Reef was another one as far as an offensive guy goes. Uh, offensive lineman didn't participate in practice today so you might be missing some pieces here and there but this should be a game that they uh they can win i think i hope god damn it i'd be so mad (laughs) if they lost because i mean like when when you look in to uh what the lions do on offense and obviously with no matthew stafford um what was his name david blau is that right Blah blah. Yeah. Uh so an undrafted rookie, um, obviously he made his debut on Thanksgiving against uh, the Bears. It looked pretty pretty okay, I'm gonna say. Like I've seen guys make their first start in the NFL and look way worse. And that Bears defense isn't you know, that they're pretty damn good, so uh I w- I was surprised to say the least. But I don't know, uh I think the Lions went out and signed a Mr. Kyle Slaughter this week, right? They did. Is that correct?
2: Their secret weapon. So,
1: he might know a little something about the Vikings, you know. Just saying, maybe they could throw him in there. But anyway, um, as far as their offense was concerned, there isn't much to worry about other than Kenny Galladay. Again, the the Vikings can't cover a deck with a condom right now in the secondary. So Galladay tied for sixth in the league right now, 950 yards receiving. Here's the other thing. Between Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., they're both tied at the top of the league right now with nine receiving touchdowns. So you got a team that can't cover versus two guys that have caught the most touchdowns in the league that could be problematic if I said last week crazy. I said last week I felt like the Vikings could handle the Seahawks rushing attack when they tore apart that defense the Lions top rushing threat carry on Johnson 309 yards on the season ranks 49th in the league.
2: Well, he's Probably. also been hurt for, what, four weeks now?
1: That's what I mean. Still in the top 50 in the league. He, he hasn't played.
2: <laughs> he just came back to practice.
1: So they, I mean.
2: I don't know when he can play, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. But So those two, Kenny Do- Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., those are going to be your biggest issues against a quarterback you don't know a whole hell of a lot about uh assuming Excellent. it's David Blau. Yeah. So those are I mean, those are your intangibles right there. Um Xavier Rhodes needs to find a way to have himself a game and get himself, you know, rolling in the right direction because it's what's that's what's going to help, you know, solidify this defense once again. They The Vikings' defense predicates himself a lot. You know, they show weird looks, and they're sending guys here and there, making guys look like they're blitzing, dropping them back into coverage. Harrison Smith is one of those guys that does that a lot. So him running all the way up to the line and then trying to get all the way back. um, You'd love to be able to free him up. So if somebody in this game could step up and show that, look, I can play a guy one-on-one. Like I will be that that player for us. It's really what they need right now because, you know, between Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith, like those are those guys that aren't those you know regular pass rushers who make a difference on this team. And I like what I saw from Anthony Harris in that uh, Seattle game. I thought he had a fantastic game, but until the secondary shuts down, a team like here we are. Two guys, most touchdowns in the league. Offense. Um, I, I, you know, I can't feel great about them moving forward. I do this think they're going to win this game. Just, I mean, got the old purple glasses on, drinking the purple Kool-Aid. But Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny on so many levels. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this, I mean, week to week, you know, I mean, you can say whatever you want has happened so far this season. Yeah, the Vikings beat the Lions in Detroit. They had a full offense. You know, they limited injuries. So anything up until this point doesn't mean a goddamn thing. you got to go out. you got to play the game. You need to execute. And the defense has to be better than what it has been. And the offense has to be consistent. It's so weird to think that way with this team because it's always been the shoe on the other foot for us. It's just, well... The defense will take care of their side of the ball and, you know, we just need the offense to get going <laughs> or get, you know, all get on the same page, whatever it might be. But, you know, I mean, you cannot lose this game. Cannot lose this game. Like, just, I mean, you're literally, if them losing to the Lions this week just puts their playoff hopes at a coin flip. Like, it really does with what's what's remaining. Chargers, Again, another team that who knows who's going to show up. Who knows if they're going to have their late game blunders in order to allow you to win. Because you know they're going to be competitive. They have been all season long. They just can't win close games. And then obviously you play the Packers. Who, you know, your biggest uh, challenge right now in your division. And the next closest to that, the Bears. Oh, you play them week 17. So, you need to take care of business this week and just further your opportunity to make the playoffs. And then we'll see what happens from there. Like the cliche,
2: what is it? Your destiny is in your hands or whatever. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, destiny is in in the Vikings' hands. In control control of their own destiny. There it is. (laughs) Literally, if they wanted to not worry about anybody else, not, you know, have to fall into certain... This team loses, that team wins. Coupled right. with the guy walks his dog at the right time of day, <laughs> all the Vikings have to do is win each week. If they win their last four games, they are going to win the tiebreaker and win the division. They don't have to worry about a wild card. That Week 16 matchup, man, it's going to be huge. Just win. I, I don't know. They just have to take care of business. I don't
1: think. I think even if they win out, though, if like if they won out in Green Bay. One all you know, there are three other games. Rather than Minnesota, I think Green Bay still has the tiebreaker because we lost that game to the Bears.
2: Uh, it would be common opponent. So you'd no, have to No, it's look
1: division at... record.
2: Well, let's see. What is first the...
1: tiebreaker is division record. If it's for the division, first tiebreaker is your division record.
2: Best. Okay. Yeah. Head to head. So they'd be tied. And then common.
1: Right. So their division record, if the Packers won out, uh, they would be one game better than we would.
2: Okay. So you do need
1: help. Friggin' chase Daniel.
2: That happened. All right, then. Before we start picking this game, let's do the Monday night game real quick. Because the Eagles are playing in it. The Giants at Eagles. I said it before, but I really thought last week was the soft opponent, the get-right game, the offense needed to get this team on a playoff run. Blah blah blah. It was so, so...
1: couldn't couldn't beat a two and nine opponent, so you yeah, gotta go ahead and try with a two and ten opponent.
2: <laughs> God, I'd never been more deflated from a loss, like. The playoff loss last year with Alshon's drop didn't hurt as much as this. At least he had the uh, double doink. We did get the double doink, but... At least he one made of the, the playoffs. One of the biggest <laughs> things I wanted for this whole year was even if they're one and done, I want Carson to play in a playoff game. Get that monkey off his back so that reaching the playoffs doesn't become this Unknown thing where they strive for every year and don't get. I want the pressure of that gone. He's been to the playoffs. Okay, don't worry about that anymore. But like Eli is back. Because Daniel Jones has a high ankle sprain. It's not confirmed that Eli is going to play, but everybody says Eli is going to play. So people I trust say that. And can that Eagles defense take advantage of Eli playing again? Like, who knows? Like, if Eli is, like, old-school Eli where he just three-step drop, throw it up in the air, and hope the guy runs under it and catches it with his hand against his helmet. If you want to beat the Eagles, you throw the ball. You'll probably score 30 to 40 points throwing against the Eagles. It doesn't matter who it is. It literally doesn't matter. It's like a 125-year-old man just threw for 300-something yards for the Dolphins. He went to Harvard, though. (laughs) One thing I'm going to look at going into this game is can the offense continue that momentum? Mac Collins is now gone. So we're losing all those catches he didn't have from September to December. (laughs) (laughs) Can we take another step forward? Can we put up points again? They're likely going to need to score 30-plus points to win anyways because it just feels like Darius Slayton, four catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns type of game. The tape is out there. The blueprint to beat the Eagles is to throw the ball. Attack Jalen Mills, who can't cover his wiener with his underwear.
1: Double move, that's why. I've had the same issue for years. (laughs) Think it's going one way and it goes the other. Uh, I
2: don't know. This is... Every game now is a must-win for the Eagles. They are in a position where if they win out, they win the NFC East. They would get that playoff berth. The loss to the Dolphins is so deflating that it's hard for me to, like get up and be like, yeah, we still have a chance. We can do this. Because realistically, the way this Eagles team's played the last three weeks, they're not beating anybody in the playoffs. If they got there, they get they're gonna get manhandled by a good team. They've been <clears throat> toying around with bad teams and losing. Frustrating. And I wanna I wanna beat Cowboys. Dak sucks. Yeah. but if that comes in and starts throwing the ball, they're going to score 40. Week 16, just like we said with the Vikings and Packers, it's all going to come down to week 16. If the Eagles can take care of business, like you have to beat the Giants, have to beat the Giants.
1: Can't lose this game.
2: There are, Every game for the rest of the year for the Eagles is a can't lose, a must win. If you're serious about getting to the playoffs, you break out all the stops. They had Mark and Michelle in for a workout. If you remember, uh, he was one of my favorites from the preseason. He had that deep bomb touchdown. Mm -hmm. And he beat Adoree Jackson.
1: Bring him
2: out like... I'm wondering if it's a continuity thing. They just want to keep Wentz with the guys he's got now, which is Ward, Ortega Whiteside, Aguilor, Jeffrey. Just the four. Wow, just four. Yeah. Bring somebody else up. I wouldn't be mad if they signed Mark and Michelle because then there's that speed threat I've been asking for all year since week two.
1: What do you think? Well, I tell you what, the uh, <laughs> the Giants' defense has been kakapupu poo peepee shire <laughs> all season long. <laughs> they ranked twenty ninth in DVOA, which is some weird metric, but it's all about you know yard per play, success rate, something it's uh yeah, i'm a big fan of it's actually referred to it. as the, yeah <coughs> the defense adjusted value over average so um it's not good they haven't been very good all year so again the successes that we saw this past week with the eagles offense you hope to see moving forward against a defense that really hasn't been able to do a whole lot of anything um obviously we get that if Dan, I mean, honestly, I'd rather see Daniel Jones playing this game just because of how bad he's been. Seven fumbles in his last six starts. That's stupid, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, he, well, he and Eli have combined for 26 combined interceptions and fumbles in 11 <laughs> games this season. How so crazy good. is that? Oh, like... <laughs> Pat Shermer, you know, just, he's put in a position that he can't handle. I applaud the guy for going out and trying to get a head coaching job and, you know, make it work. And I really enjoyed while he was in Minnesota as a offensive coordinator, but has not quite panned out. So say he
2: could probably be back.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a chance. Probably. He would be offensive coordinator for somebody else next year. Um, but, yeah, like, Literally, Eli playing in this game is just kind of like a small wrinkle that you hope doesn't, you know, just become something ridiculous. Uh, Biggest thing for me, other than playoff implications, this is the 175th matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York football giants. And if, and I mean if the Eagles find a way to win on Monday night football. It will be the first time in NFL history that Philadelphia pulls ahead in their all time series. How crazy is that? 86 86 and two, right now,
2: two fucking two
1: ties. Yeah, so they off season dates talking, back to topic. 1933. Eyes. This rivalry. Back to 1933. And the Eagles have never had a lead in the series. There were some dark times in the old Philadelphia. <laughs> <The laughs> yeah, fandom. I mean, there were dark times until Super Bowl 52. Which we won. You did. Well, I mean... But those you guys, the old you guys days. some buds coconuts. The Eagles won more championships... You know, in the last decade, than the New York Yankees.
2: <laughs> Yankees suck. Yankees suck.
1: <laughs> Speaking I, of New York teams, just I've been, I was not, you know, that's the only reason I brought that up. But yeah, like this is a, like you, I mean, you talk about absolute collapses throughout the years, and if the Eagles were to lose this game, like that would literally be it. You lost to a two and nine Dolphins team and then he lost to a 2-10 Giants team. Is it going to happen? No. Like, I think that the Eagles are going to, you know, knock the Giants off the way that whoever it was from the Packers hit that helmet-to-helmet hit with Daniel Jones and knocked the Y off his helmet last week. Like, (laughs) literally happened. That literally happened. Should Should not be a contest. I'll put that in quotation marks. You can't see it. It's air quotes. But I'm just saying it now. Fly equals fly. All right, Steve. This has been fun.
2: But now, let's get to the pick 'em. Hey, pick 'em. That's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain. Uh, picking spreads over under long shots. You know we got it because our bank rolls on top. All right. Week 13 Pick'em Recap. Real quick, Browns at Steelers. Browns were a two-point road favorite, and over-under was 40. It was Steelers under. I will take a point for the under, the public for the Steelers. Steven and Steve both were brownies over, and they were undercooked.
1: Oh, just like the turkey.
2: <laughs> just like the turkey. Vikings at Seahawks. Seahawks, three-point favorite. 49
1: over under. That was pretty close. I mean, you know, 67 points scored in the game. It's <laughs> Just barely over. Seahawks barely. over was correct and We all took the under.
2: We all took Vikings under, but the public did get another point for the Seahawks. So, Packers at Giants. The Packers were a six and a half point favorite. Can't do it anymore. Dude, 45. I like the Packers. <laughs> 45 and a half. The <laughs> it was a Packers under the public. Super sticky. Steve Knox and TV James. Steven. Packers under. Three point play. I will take the Dingle Hopper for the Packers. Eagles at Dolphins.
1: That means fork, by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Eagles at Dolphins. Eagles. Doesn't matter. They lost. And <laughs> it was Dolphins over. And I will take the over. Public takes the over. Updated standings. For the pick 'em. Steven still the lead dog. Sixty-five points. Public has made a run and is now one point back at 64. I am at 53. Steve is hanging on by a dingleberry at 51. So let's get into week 14. We're going to have the Browns at oh, wrong. The Bengalis at the bronze. Browns are eight point favorite over under is 41. The public is going Browns over. Steven is going Bengals under.
1: And Soup is going... Well, that just puts me between a rock and a hard place. I got one lead dog fucking picking one way, and the other guy, second place, picking the other way. What the frig? Obviously, the Browns win this game. I don't don't think that's even a question, right? But... <laughs> can they score 41 points between the two of them? I think not. I'm going under. Oh I don't know. Bengals have new
2: life, new blood, new gingeritis. Browns are just kind of flailing. Eight eight points? Oof. I can see the Browns winning but not covering. I will take the Bengals to cover. And over. Oof, that was hard. <laughs> yes, yes, Bengals over for me on that. Lions at Vikings. Vikings 9 point home favorites, 42.5 over under. Steven and the public are both on the Vikings and the over. I feel like I should pull a Steven here and just go Lions under. (laughs) But I'm going to go Vikings because I believe in them, kind of. But I'm going under because I don't think the
1: Lions can score. I think the Lions can (laughs) score. (laughs) I think the Vikings are going to win this game, just not by nine points. So I'm going uh, Lions and over. In a desperation move.
2: Looks funny, but it's not. All right, so you're doing lines over? Sure am. Washington football team at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are a 13-point favorite. 13-point favorite. 41-and-a-half. Over under the Steven Publix are both on the Packers and the over.
1: <laughs> you know what that uh, means. Good old oh. Soupy jumping in real quick. Going to skip ahead and go go uh, with the Washington football team.
2: Oh, they're going to cover.
1: They're going to cover. And uh, it's also going to be real snowy there in Lambeau. This weekend, so we say we have some trouble scoring points, and that's why Washington can cover Washington under. I agree. One hundred up points. <laughs> we, on coming on coming <laughs> we coming for you, TV. We
2: coming. Last game of the week: Giants at Eagles. Eagles nine and a half point favorite. Forty-six over under. The public and Steven, both touching tips. Eagles over.
1: Nine and a half. You know what that means, boys and girls? Giants and <laughs> under. <laughs>
2: I agree on the under. However, I am going to take the Giants too because if I pick the Eagles, they won't win.
1: <laughs> Just true. remembered, I'm the supposed last to reverse time you psychology. Against the Eagles myself. They did win. Which yeah, was the Bills.
2: I mean, is that the last game so they won? There's a
1: silver lining here. <laughs> yeah. There's a silver lining here. Is that. If the Eagles don't cover nine and a half points, which, what was it, ten and a half last week? So, I mean, the Eagles can much. still win, just just not win by nine and a half. They can win, win by, by nine. nine. Yeah, that's fine. What's the under, though? They win by nine? 21 to 12? <laughs> that's a yeah, fine game they, for me. They went for two and didn't get it. Yeah.
2: Trying to get back in. Eli I threw up,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wow. Guys, we did it. Episode 71 of the Joint Practices Podcast in the books. It's up on Twitter, at Joint Practices. I'm at 11 Goat. Steve is at The Knox Says. If you want to be on our show, just email us, jointpracticespod at gmail.com. Say, I want to be on 7 on 7s. We will literally schedule a time for you to be on. You heard our buddy our I'm having trouble with the words You heard our buddy David Breton Most recently Before that The beautiful Lily Lamont was on God bless her heart And soul And all that Send us an email Tell us you want to be on We'll have you on Love
1: you bye Do it Hey whatever platform You're listening on uh, for this episode 71, whether it be Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Blueberry, wherever you're finding this lovely podcast, just go ahead and make sure you hit the subscribe button, rate, right? review, share it with your friends, maybe put it on social media and be like, I thought this episode was hilarious, fantastic times, you know, we'd love it. Any exposure that we can get, you can help us out with very much appreciated again get in contact like Sean said on twitter email what have you if you fancy in the twitter bird this week talking about one of the greatest christmas movies of all time not die hard we can't use that hashtag we'll probably get in trouble um but this week if you're on twitter use the hashtag buzz your girlfriend Woof. Woof. God what a great line Whoa Use that on Facebook too guys (laughs) Go ahead and use it on Facebook Use it on the Insta Facegram Wherever you You know do follow us Buzz your girlfriend Woof (laughs) And if you don't understand the hashtag Then you're too young for us Stop listening now Just kidding You can keep listening It's fine But yeah Use that hashtag Let us know you're listening Uh Any feedback you'd love to uh, share on social media, you know, it's fine. We'd love to hear it. We want to know how to make this better, how to make it a better experience on this podcast for fans, by fans. Obviously, it's, you know, it goes both ways. It's for both of us here, so how can we make your experience better? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, Again, appreciate, you know, the prior episode, everybody getting involved on Facebook If you're listening, continue to do so. This makes this experience so much better when we have, you know, other people chiming in. Or some other questions, like, there are a lot of things we don't hit on because we're so focused on our teams. Um, So, I appreciate, you know, finally, you know, we're getting some, uh, you know, it's coming all together here. We're becoming a community, and I love it. And it's also just
2: kind of reassuring and nice to know that it's more than just our wives listening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, yeah, it's just great. Like anybody, you know, how many people do you, you know, encounter day to day that are football fans? You know, just going to the store and running into somebody like, oh, you're a Vikings fan. They got my hat on. They're like, yep. I'm Like, oh, they're having a pretty good year. Like, yeah, they are. You know, just like having that conversation, it's fine. You know that person, you know, is a football fan. It's great to just have a back and forth, whether you agree or you disagree. So, like, honestly, I was expecting to see some posts of, you know, stuff that, like, we don't really care to talk about. But there were some really obscure and interesting questions this week. So, really cool to see, <laughs> like, it completely changes the dialogue of what we do here. Y'all the best. Fly goes fly. Skull Vikings. We are out. We out. (laughs)
0: Fly (laughs) eight.
1: my lizard
0: <laughs> ah. Wilson you sent the game winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it
1: i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point
0: 96% of grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing